Welcome to the Willow Valley Podcasting Channel, where exciting podcasts are created by Willow Valley residents, for Willow Valley residents, and about Willow Valley residents. Welcome to Life Under the Willow Tree. I'm Candace O'Donnell, and today I'm delighted to welcome Jack Himes, Renaissance man, dancer, raconteur, marvelous gentleman, all the way around. Now, I first want to thank Dottie Gersh and Christine Johnson for introducing me to Jack. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed them, and you don't want to miss that interview. They are fabulous. Dottie teaches the line dancing. Christine teaches the the waltzing, the dancing, the uh, ballroom dancing. And Jack was very skilled in both of these. Well, when I was interviewing them, they raved about Jack. And I thought, well, I've got to, to interview him, too. So I appreciate their introduction, and you're going to hear from Dottie in just a few minutes. Now, Jack, how many years have you been at Willow Valley? Seven years. And you are a retired physician. Can you tell us? Oh, not retired? Just, just I am a retired Retired, physician. okay. And can you tell us a little bit about that career? Uh, I think you'll hear more about it as we get into the hip injury, but... I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I ended up going to FNM and Temple Med and spent most of my career in Salisbury, Maryland, where I did emergency medicine, administrative medicine, aviation medicine, college of medicine, and things like that. And I retired when I was 78 years old. So you know your stuff in medicine and your medical background is going to tie into your recovery from your injury. But let's just go back here. You are have been for many years a very proficient dancer. Uh, we actually have one of your awards that we're going to put up on the, the, the podcast screen at, at some point. Um, we're going to focus on the line dancing and the ballroom dancing because you're so skilled in these areas. You've won many awards. Uh, can you tell us a few about a few of these honors you won over the years? Well, yeah, uh, line dancing has been a very popular uh, sport uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. It was uh, uh, in 1994 that one of my friends at the Peninsula Regional Medical Center said to me, how would you like to learn a line dance? And I went uh, home and talked to my wife, Beverly, and I said, How would you like to line dance? And she looked at me and says, well, I think it's a nice idea. But number one, uh, we don't have country music in our house. And number two, you can't dance. So anyway. Challenge. That was your challenge. challenge. Oh, boy. uh, We did get into line dancing. We did a lot of the line dancing. We did a lot of what they call weekend workshops, which are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, in Probably in about, that was in 94, probably about 99, I was at a a world championship and I was watching the dancers and I said to myself, I can dance that good. So I decided the next year that I would, uh, that I would compete. And I did. Uh, In fact, the shirt that you'll see on my picture was made by my wife Mm -hmm. because we couldn't find a shirt that we really liked in the store. Anyway, I competed at a lot of local line dance workshops uh, 
I was in Salisbury, Maryland, and I did one in Baltimore. I did one in uh, Williamsburg. I did one in Harrisburg. You had to have three competitions to qualify to get into the worlds, and I did. And in 2000, uh, competed for the Men's Senior World Championship and uh, for newcomers and uh, won all of the uh, dances and got my belt buckle and my jacket. I think we're going to get a picture of the belt buckle if we can at some point. And a plaque. So, so you're riding high on this. You adore this. This is your passion. You're very, very good at it. Oops, I believe there's a fall. What happens? Yeah, well, I'm going to give you a little bit of that. We, for the next uh, 15, 20 years, we danced a lot every week, at least once or twice, and uh, a lot of weekend workshops. Uh, and uh, when we, when I came to, actually, when I came to Willow Valley, there wasn't any line dancing here. And so, but I had a friend from from Lancaster who was a snowbird, and she t- took me around to all of the local places. And within uh, uh, two weeks of being down here, I was line dancing two nights a week and got up to sometimes as much as three nights a week. But anyway, I continued to do this. I made a lot of friends, and I still dance probably uh, one or two nights a week at some of the out- outer places like... Uh, Mulberry Street Art Center. There's on Thursdays and on Tuesdays, and Effort American Legion on Thursdays. Anyway, in December of 2021, that I was at Efforta for a line dance workshop, and I put on my shoes and went out. And the minute I stepped down on my left heel, I had this humongous sharp pain, and I couldn't keep any weight on that foot. So. Uh, I hobbled my way off the floor and sat down for a while. And when I got up, I couldn't. And uh, I had a pretty good idea that I had pulled something in my hip. I went to the next day to my friendly chiropractor, and he says, you've injured your abductor muscles in your left gluteal area. And he says, and we'll start working on it. And he did. And in about a week or two, he said to me, you know, you really need an MRI because we can't tell whether these muscles are torn or just uh, stretched and hurting. Uh, so I called an orthopedist in town and made an appointment, which I didn't get till January. But mm-hmm. anyway, I got an MRI uh, of the back because he said there's nothing wrong with your hip. And anyway, I went through month and a half of physical therapy and then I was referred to a pain specialist even though I had no pain Uh, and the pain specialist as soon as he saw me walking across the room said how did you injure your abductor muscles Uh, he recognized right away what was going on and he sent me uh, to get an MRI of my left hip and then he sent me to uh, get an electric stimulation a study to find out if I had any nerve deficits. And I didn't have any nerve deficits. So, so you, you have now identified with the help of the medical profession what the problem is. Can you take us through fairly rapidly how you rehabbed? Because that's what's so inspiring. What well, did you do to rehab? That's what I'm going to tell you. Being a physician, I had researched everything there was about this injury. And I had just about decided that I would never dance again. And it was rather depressing. But uh, when I saw this uh, 
pain specialist. He said, well, there's some things that are possible. He had me see another orthopedist, and that orthopedist sent me to another orthopedist who said he'd perform these kind of surgeries, and the, they sometimes work, and I asked him what the likelihood of its success was, and he said, uh, maybe 50% in a two-year recovery, and I said immediately no. So at that time, this other orthopedist sent me to Hershey to have a brace made. Now, here I am now in the spring of uh, 2022, and uh, and I now have got a brace, and I have a cane, because I've been using a cane ever since this injury started, and uh, I told him what I wanted to do to make the man who made the brace and uh, I said I want to line dance and I want to be able to play golf so he found this particular brace for me and had it made and it was wonderful I could put it on I could play golf without any I didn't have any right away you could tell right away that this was going to be do the trick I was pretty sure it was going to work and so then I was uh, I went to line dance with the brace on with a cane and I went through the steps and I said, you know, this I can do. Now, I'm probably going to have this brace and cane forever, but I can dance. Mm -hmm. So and I did this uh, at the other places that I danced outside of Willow Valley, too. And they pretty much accepted it. They said, please don't trip anybody with your cane. Uh, and I did. And uh, by the summer of 2022, I was playing golf uh, without the cane, but with the brace. And by the fall of 2022, I was trying to dance a little bit without the cane, but the brace became too bulky to dance in. So one day I took it off and started to dance with just the cane, and I found I could do that. Now, I can't, couldn't dance like I had at one time to win competitions, but I could do most of the dances, and uh, and I just had to be a little bit careful about how I made turns. So for the next uh, six months, I was practicing line dancing with a cane. Uh, actually, I went to uh, Wilmington, Delaware in the uh, spring of 2023 and uh, to a workshop, and I took my cane along, and I did not dance with a cane but I watched the dances and sat along the side and everybody said, you're going to start doing this again without the cane. And the next thing, and I did, I started trying to dance without a cane and found I could do it. I just had to be a little bit careful about what I did with my feet. I couldn't do spins like I used to, but I was able to dance most of the dances. And I continued to do a lot of dancing, learning dances at home as well as and I continued to dance at the Tuesdays and Thursday nights outside of here. And I went in August of this year to the Virginia Line Dance Festival, where I knew a lot of the line dancers, a lot of the instructors. And I will never forget that uh, this one line dance instructor came up to me and said, when you were in Wilmington, you had a cane. Where's your cane? And I said, I don't need it anymore. And she stood there and cried. <laughs> ah. Well, it's really a story of triumph. 
the way you rehabilitated yourself. It's it's absolutely remarkable to me. And I wish we had time to go into the golf. And also, ladies and gentlemen listening, there's bi- a bagpiping, but we, <laughs> that should be another podcast. But I think of all the things you said to me, Jack, when we ta- chatted a few days ago, the one that really inspired me is that you said, you gave up the waltzing and the uh, ballroom dancing. Why? Tell tell us why. Because it's impossible to dance with a partner with a cane. Yes. So <laughs> that, I love that. You were primarily thinking of your partner. And that's, that's just a beautiful part of the story to me. It reminded me of one of my favorite quotes, Reinhard Niebuhr. It's called the Serenity Prayer, and it's one of my favorite prayers. And it goes, God, give me the grace to accept with serenity the things that can't be changed, courage to change the things that should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish one from the other. And to me, you are a shining example of that. You pushed it just as you have pushed it just as far as you can to continue your line dancing. But you're not going to take a chance on dropping someone with the ballroom dancing. And to me, that's absolutely beautiful. We chatted a little bit about some of the spiritual ways. We know what your physical rehab was. What are some of the spiritual things that have helped you through this transition? I've been on a spiritual journey for the last 10 years And uh, I have many different things uh, that go from contemplative meditations to a church that I attend. And and I'm very active with a group of people who do a lot of this uh, meditation type thing and believing in that uh, we receive guidance uh, through our intuitions. And I'm learning to trust my intuitions. Well, this is... Absolutely an amazing story, and we appreciate your sharing this with us, and it's extremely inspiring to everyone listening to this, I think. And I, again, encourage people, when it when it comes up in the rotation, to listen to Dottie and Christine's uh, podcast I did a couple of weeks ago. Now, I'm going to back off, and we're going to have Dottie Gersh, head of Align Dancing, and Ray Lowe take over. Okay. Hi, everybody. And uh, my name is Ray Lowe. And uh, Candace, thanks for turning the mic over to me. Uh, this is a little different way of we're doing an interview here because I think there's a magnificent opportunity to showcase something. Uh, when we do our podcasts, uh, we sit around in a room. It's the conference room next to the elevators in the cultural center. And usually there's a group of us that kind of hang out there. And the reason we hang out, because we want to listen to the interview that's being done, it gives us a chance to meet and get insights into a person we didn't know. But we also get to share in the emotional issues that don't often get passed on in the interview. All right. So when Donnie mentioned Jack after she did the last podcast with she and Christine, we decided we had to have him here. So so Donnie, let's start out with a quote. You sent me this quote that you said just starts the whole thing. Yes, I found a quote from Michael J. Fox that I think relates to Jack. Acceptance doesn't mean resignation. It means understanding that something is what it is and there's got to be a way through it. Amen. Okay. Amen. Yeah. So, so what a great way to start the second part of our interview here. 
So, Donnie, you've been teaching line dancing for a while here. Right. Okay. And uh, a lot of it is, I mean, it's got to be exciting, but it's also a lot of work. A lot of work. But then you have Jack walk into the room. So what happens? Well, several things. First of all, I met Jack in 2019 when he joined my line dance class. And at that time, I was teaching an intermediate and his favorite dance is Dizzy. And so I knew that dance. So we worked on that dance. But what he provides to the other dancers is motivation because he can constantly do things that nobody expects him to do. And especially during this injury, it was fun to watch Jack come. Um, and I told Sue Abrams, the concierge at the clubhouse, we do not charge Jack for coming. Jack is here to motivate us and for us to motivate him because we wanted him to get back to line dancing. So, Jack, it's a freebie out of this? Well, in the beginning. I'm not sure we're charging him now or not. <laughs> okay. So, so Jack, thanks for doing this. And one of the things that when, when you come now, how, how, old, how young are you now? I'm 30, 39. 39. 89 years old. Okay. So you're 89 years old and you're still doing this. And I'll, I'll tell you, you look good. You look like you're in shape. You look like you can move. And it was just that darn hip that got in the way, right? That's right. And, and so you found the way around it. Now, when you go and you participate in these uh, dance sessions, uh, how do you feel from an energy standpoint? Do you get energy off of everybody else? What what happens? Yeah, I do indeed because I know I know everybody in the room. I've got a couple of friends, bagpipe friend who came for line dance. Now, I have uh, another friend from a, a, another program that comes in line dances now, and and uh, and I see a lot of people uh, that I talk to in the halls and everywhere else because. That's how I got to know him, by line dance. Okay, so one of the things I, I think I'd like our listeners to focus on a little bit here is when you go to something like line dancing, it's not just the line dancing. Look at the interactions between people. We have the ability here to keep each other younger. We right. have the ability to keep each other engaged. And sometimes it takes somebody who's going to offer a little leadership here. But but let's feed off of that because it's there and it's one of the greatest things that's here. And, Jack, you look like you're going to say something. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you said. And I wanted to just throw out a little thing for Dottie here. She put a, a little program together to try to teach some other line dancers to be teachers of line dance. I did that, took that course, and no matter how I tried, I could not teach this course. I could not teach line dancing. That's a remarkable thing, the way she does it. Okay. Uh, Let's mention something. Uh, Obviously, when the hip got in your way, Okay, Uh, you had to kind of put the pieces together. And uh, we were talking briefly about uh, the value of uh, physical therapists that help us out as we go. Uh, Let's here's a chance. Give us some plaudits while you get a minute over here. Well, I don't think that you can go through any kind of a bodily injury uh, and recover without physical therapy. I've had a lot of physical therapy over my career uh, with back problems, with shoulder problems. And I had a very good physical therapist when I was going through this uh, whole thing with my hip, although 
he was instructed that he was supposed to be dealing with my back, not my hip. And so uh, I still thought I got a lot out of it. Okay. So so uh, I, I think what we wanted to do here is get across that there's a synergism here. You know, get involved in everything that you can at Willow Valley, but but take advantage of the people that are here. Uh, they add life to us. And, and we're going to close up here. Uh, before we do, Donnie, do you have any last minute comments you want to make? No, I just think people need to try things and know that you can make modifications and still do them. The first day Jack danced without a brace and a cane, I almost had a heart attack. But it was okay because Jack said, it's all right. I'll be fine. <laughs> and Jack, do you have any last minute comments before we sign off? Uh, only comment I have is I knew that I was back to my norm to the best of my ability when I could do uh, dizzy. dizzy. And do that line dance with its turns. Cool. And I did that. So we're going to have another podcast in 10 years. You'll be 99. You're still going to be doing this, right? I would expect so. Okay. <laughs> so, Ellen, our engineer for today, would you sign us off, please? Thanks for listening. And be sure to listen again next week and every week when we'll have another exciting guest.